Hello, Bridge Builders! I'm here with some exciting news. The first volume of interviews is now available on Amazon.com. The link can be found at eatlunchandboardgame.com. I promise that all proceeds from sales of this book will go right back into this podcast and channel. Whether that is new and better audio equipment for the podcast, or video equipment for the YouTube channel, or even more games to review, the money will not be wasted. Click over to Amazon and get your copy of Eat Lunch and Board Game, the first course today. And thank you for supporting the show. Back to the election board game. I'm your host, Adam Collins. And today we're going to talk about careers. Not yours, but the game. Careers came out back in 1955 and was designed by James Cook Brown, a sociologist. It has been through a bunch of publishers, but it was first a success for Parker Brothers. It has also been published by Pressmen, Waddingtons in England, and Winning Moves. Through the decades, the careers have changed, the number of career paths have changed. But the basic roll and move has remained the same. So how does a game whose central mechanic is nothing more than roll and move survive over 60 years? Well, I wondered the same thing. I first read about careers in the Family Games 100 Best book, and I decided that I needed to track down an older copy. The first thing I did was check my in-law's basement. No dice. Then... When I was at a toy fair, there was a booth being manned by a gentleman calling himself the Game Master, and he specialized in board games from 1950 to 2000. Lo and behold, he had a few different copies. I found the oldest one I could find, which was from the late 60s, early 70s, and blammo, I now had a copy of Careers. I also left with a few other games, as you can imagine, because let's be honest, that guy's booth was next to heaven. Careers, though, boasts a modest 5.8 rating with only 2,300 reviews on Board Game Geek. That's really nothing too special, but I was still too curious after reading about the game to pay my $15 and give it a chance. It plays 2-6 to six players ages 8 and up with a playing time of about 1 hour. Let us see what this classic is all about. Rule Clarity my board is from 1976, and my rule book is from 1971. I think that's okay. I'm, I'm not really sure, but I bought the oldest copy that I could afford. So, rule books were not the best back then. They either tended to be too much or too little. Careers, though, its rule book was more disorganized than anything. You really have to read it from start to finish before playing the game. Some sections have rules that should have been included in other sections, and some of the order does not really make a whole lot of sense. When you finish reading Little Booklet, however, you have a good enough idea of how to play the game and get it started. When the son and I played the first few games, we kept the rule book close by. You know, just in case. Time to explain to newcomers. Board Game Geek lists this game with a 1.49 game weight. While I concur that the game is not that complicated, there really is more going on than first meets the eye. It does take a little time, I'd say about 10 minutes, to explain the basics of the game. Then, as the game progresses, other minutiae might creep up, and all in all, it's a quick and easy game to teach, 
And of course, you have to read through the mess that calls itself the rules. Gameplay. For such an old and simplistic game, Careers does have some definite strategy to it. The game starts by each player selecting colored pawn to represent them on the board and taking a score sheet. These score sheets are different than pretty much every score sheet I have ever seen in any game I have ever played. The closest one would be the game of real life. At the top of the sheet, each player must come up with their success formula for their ideal life. Then the top edge of the score sheet is folded down to keep everyone else from seeing their formula. The formula consists of how much happiness in hearts, fame in stars, and money in $1,000 increments each player wants to achieve. These three numbers must add up to 60. So for instance, you could play 20-20-20 for an even life. Or you could decide that you would be super famous and you want 50 stars. Then everyone starts on payday with $2,000. On a turn, the die is rolled and the pawn is moved, the amount shown. Then the decisions and strategies start. The player must follow what is written on the space. This could be drawing an opportunity card, or paying taxes, or gambling, or whatever a green square says to do. You could also find yourself at the start of an occupation path. If you choose to go down this path, pay the required fee, which might be money, might be hearts or stars, pay the required fee, and on your next roll, you will only roll one die, and you will work your way through the inner path in lieu of the outer main track. While on these inside tracks, you will gain experience in your chosen area based on the occupation. For example, on the big business path, you earn money and move your salary up. This helps increase your money part of your formula. There is a teaching track that increases your hearts and a politics that increases your stars, among other options. Once you've completed your path, you can check off the box on your sheet and take an experience card. The check mark means next time you do not have to pay the entry fee, and upon completion of the track, you get an additional experience card for each mark, up to three cards total. If you've completed the college path, you may then choose a specific field in which you have majored. The first person to select doctor, and only the first person, gets paid anytime someone lands on or is sent to the corner space mark hospital and they have to pay the bill to leave. The corners are interesting in careers. Hospital offers you two ways to leave. The first, roll a five or less on two dice. The other is to pay half of your current salary to the doctor or back to the bank if there is no doctor. This could be strategic. Be the doctor and get the money. Pay the doctor to get moving or try to roll less than five. The unemployment corner, like the hospital one, offers two ways to leave. The first, roll a seven, eleven, or doubles. The other way is to pay half of your cash. Half. Not half your salary, half of what you have. Again, if you're broke, then the second option is cheap. But if you're Uncle Pennybags, oh wait, sorry, wrong game. If you have a lot of money, then you might want to chance the roll of the dice. Neither corner allows you to use experience cards nor opportunity cards to move. The Hawaii Holiday Square gives the player who lands on it four hearts. A player can stay for two additional hearts if they roll a seven or less. A player can also immediately go to this space once they have reached 
Retirement. Retirement is earned after completing any occupation for a third time. This allows the player to take a Hawaiian holiday whenever they want, and if they pass the payday square, they collect their salary. This becomes a quick ending to the game because you get hearts and money quickly. But beware of getting bumped. Which brings me to the bumping rule. It is reminiscent of Sari's landing on an opponent's pawn, but with a twist. The person who lands on an occupied space sends the other pawn directly to unemployment. Do not pass payday and do not collect your salary. Or you can bargain to stay as the player getting bumped. You can offer money, cards, or a combination of both. Hearts, stars, and occupation experience cannot be given. If a player is in the middle of an occupation path when getting bumped, no credit or experience is given. If no deal can be reached, it is off to unemployment for the person who was landed on. The last corner is payday, and as you cross payday, you simply collect your current salary. Lastly, bankruptcy is present in careers. If at any time, a player cannot pay a required amount of money. The player can attempt to raise the cash by selling experience or occupation cards or by borrowing money from a fellow player. Otherwise, unlike in Monopoly, when a player goes bankrupt, they just lose all their cards and start with $1,000 and a clean score sheet. The success formula, though, may not be changed. It is also worth noting that if for some reason any player wants to, they can declare bankruptcy at any time. The game ends when the first person completes their success formula set at the start of the game. Replayability. Of course, with the different success formulas and decisions that need to be made throughout the game, there is a lot of replayability in careers. The game, however, will feel the same every time. I played this game a few times with the sun. He loved trying new formulas and taking different paths and being different quote-unquote people. It just didn't change from game to game for me. And there are some obvious ways to get your desired outcome faster. You'll learn these after playing once, maybe twice. Artwork. Many of the editions that I have seen in person and online have very little in the way of artwork. The box has changed over time and each one really has embraced the era of its production. The board itself, though has not changed other than newer editions only have six career paths versus the older editions that have eight. Lunchtime potential. To say it takes an hour is a bit of a stretch. With only two players, you play to a formula of 100. The son and I took over an hour to achieve this. From that point on, we went with 80 to keep the game in under an hour. I do not think that a four or five player game could be completed in one hour. If you want to play this at lunch, I recommend maybe only a 50-point success formula. Component quality. My copy is over 40 years old. It is in fine condition. Careers does not have a lot of components that can go bad. The fake money could get a little worn. That's about it. The pawns, dice, cards, and board are all solid standard pieces you would expect from a game made in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. The padded player sheets is decent. There are a lot, even with my old copy. You can easily laminate one and score the back so that the formula can be hidden from others. Or, 
Just write the formula on the back and leave it down. Problem solved. Bang for the buck. Careers is not currently in print at this time. It is widely available online and at consignment shops, and it should cost no more than $10 to $15. But you're really not missing anything by not playing this classic game. Expansions. There are no expansions for careers. There have been multiple different iterations of the game over the decades. The job tracks have shrunk down to six in the original eight. The only one that seems to last the test of time is politics. The vacation has changed over time. But the most interesting version to come out was in 1990. Careers for Girls. Now, I am sure that in 1990, it seemed like a good idea, right? But by today's standards, it is downright cringeworthy. The job tracks offered here in this version are, and I'm not making this up because it's on the front of the box, fashion designer, all right, school teacher, a bit sexist, but okay, rock star, interesting, must be a Jim and the Hologram sort of thing, college, okay, now that one is sexist, animal doctor, because apparently girls are not smart enough to know the word veterinarian. And the most offensive one of all, Super Mom. Yep, Super Mom. Because in 1990, you could not be a mom and a fashion designer or a school teacher. This version is obviously out of print. You can, if for some reason you want to, you can find a copy on eBay for about $25. In case you're wondering, no, I did not buy this version. Nor will I ever. Summary. So why did I just review a game I really do not recommend? Simple. This podcast is mine. This podcast is just as much about what games you should play as it is about ones you can pass on. Careers is a classic. If you get super nerdy into the hobby as I have, you'll come across it many times. It is interesting to note that creator James Cook Brown never made another game. He invented a language and wrote novels, but never made a second game. Careers is also an interesting game because it has winning condition that you, as the player, set at the start. Each player can have vastly different goals. I have never seen or played a game that has that mechanic in any other game. It is fun to try to figure out what the other player's success formula is, and to try and block it. But you must be careful because time you spend blocking them from reaching their goal is time you're not spending to achieve your own goals. Careers has been around for about 70 years, and I'm sure that it will continue to be revamped and reprinted for decades to come. It is worth borrowing from a friend or a library and giving it a play. But buying it? Not so much. Yet, if you enjoy it, by all means, add this game to your collection. It is a classic for a reason. All right, if you want to reach out to me, you can reach me at facebook.com slash eatlunchandboardgame. Email me at eatlunchandboardgame at gmail.com. And remember, board games build bridges. Stay
in tune with all things sports around Indiana and the nation with the Crash Course Podcast. Each week, we tackle the big storylines from the world of the Colts, Pacers, and the Indiana College scene, while also keeping a pulse on the nation. We record live weekly at twitch.tv slash 3cmedia and can be found on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts can be heard, you can catch the Crash Course Podcast. When you're gaming, why not be comfy? Go over to supportplayer.org. Click on the cards, pieces, and dice to get some merch. These t-shirts are some of the most comfortable I have ever worn. That's supportplayer.org, and there's a link on eatlunchandboardgame.com.